Welcome to The Pastor and the Counselor, where each week I sit down with counselors from In Him Christian Wellness to talk about life issues, mental health, and ways to intentionally pursue Jesus right in the middle of our struggles. Relational, practical, and full of great conversations, I guarantee it will be 30 minutes of your time well spent. Well, good day, everybody. Welcome to The Pastor and the Counselor. Uh, This is Ryan, your pastor, and I am joined with John and Corinne from In Him Christian Wellness, and it's good to have you back with us uh, again today for The Pastor and the Counselor. We love connecting with you. We love uh, talking about these um, many, many different issues that we all face, things that we feel, things that we um, things that we encounter, things that we engage in and are happening all around us. And our goal as we do these podcasts, and we've talked about this many times, is what we really want to see uh, you uh, experience the abundant life of Christ. We want to see you experience uh, the fullness of what it means uh, to do life with Jesus. And, uh, and so it is an honor and privilege for us to to be with you on each of these sessions, and hopefully you got to catch our last uh, last episode where we talked about uh, relationship frustration, and we are uh, doing a uh, four-series um, episodes here on dealing with and facing frustrations, and our last one, we talked about relationship frustration, and today, we want to take it a little bit uh, different into two what we would maybe say uh, core internal frustrations, core, uh, they're external in some, some respects, and we'll get to that, but we want to talk about sex and money. Now, don't turn off your, uh, turn off your device there. Um, we're, these are two subjects that I know uh, are sometimes when difficult, but I really feel like there is a lot of hope and healing that can come when we get honest and open about talking about sex and money. And uh, John, you are, um, you've been counseling for a long time, and uh, I think you said uh, these are like two primary core issues that that you deal with at In Him Christian Wellness, and the frustration with those things uh, just, you know, time and time and time again. So these aren't like just off a whim. No, they speak to the heart of man. How do you, um, how do you use your money? What do you like to possess? How do you do intimacy? How do you walk with other people? Um, these, these reflect core beliefs about who we are before God hmm. and how we see ourselves in that light. So um, they impact our relationships they impact our choices, and um, many times the power in them is that in the unspoken, because there's a lot of guilt and shame at both those points, finances and sex. Hmm. So we're not going to get away from them, so we better deal with them, right? True. And you said, I think, and Corinne, you can help me with this one, but on our last episode, um, frustration is that initial felt kind of felt experience, felt response, um, what we land into. Help me fill that out a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, we all experience frustration. We talked about that last time. It's a universal kind of normal human nature experience to have frustration. We talked a lot about um, expectations having a lot to do with that, right? So what we expect from other people, even what we expect from ourselves, which we'll probably talk about more in this episode, um, and having those expectations not be met Mm. is often frustration becomes the first response. Mm. And we're faced with sex and money. It's everywhere, right? Like, so in, our, in the media, um, sex sells. So, you know, mild forms, medium forms, you know, um, much more, you know, um, what's the word I would want? Um, disgusting forms of sexual activity. It's, it's all over media. So it's, we can't get away from it in, in almost every commercial um, sporting events, y- you name it, it's, it's there. And money, our culture, um, it's so built on, again, advertising is all about, you know, what we don't have and what we need. And so money is so necessary for all of it. So uh, it's no wonder that many of us experience frustration in the area of sex and money. Well, think about the message uh, within that's that's um, explicit. That's you know, the word I was looking for a couple uh, seconds explicit. ago. Yes, explicit. I thought so. So probably that's why I used it. But <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think the the message is you deserve it. You deserve mm-hmm. however you need to express yourself. You deserve whatever you want to get for yourself. Mm. So in sexual expression or possession of material, you deserve it. Life's hard. Mm. And you should, you should get what you want. It's that sense of entitlement. Oh, gosh, yes. But it's nothing new. It's just our, the American version of what's been from forever. Mm. You know, this idea of wanting more. Adam and Eve weren't content, mm. and they wanted... To know more, hmm. right? And in the scriptures, it talks a lot about it, money and representing the heart. Serve, you know, money represents who you serve. What, what do you, what's before you, right? What do you worship? Mm-hmm. And sex is um, spoken of a lot in the in the scriptures in terms of um, what it says about us mm. and who. Again, what are we worshiping? We worshiping us or God? Hmm. Yeah. So, so talk to us. Talk to us a little bit then. So the the f- let's talk about money. Let's talk about the frustration with money first. What's what then is the core? What's the what's the what are some of the core beliefs that lead to financial frustration? Well, if we go back to the place of, of expectations, frustrations, unmet expectations, or blocked goals. Oh, I like that. Blocked goals. Hopefully some of you write that down. It's mm. really good. Blocked goals. Mm-hmm. So if we have a sense of um, our level of livelihood, right, the type of house needs to be like our friends. There's a ton of uh, pressure now to keep up with folks, you know, Facebook and, and mm. such 
all the what is depicted as the norm for my age group. I should be driving this type of car and having this type of affluence. Hmm. This is an American thing for sure. But we're doing it, it's through a peer comparison, and we're measuring ourselves then against this societal base, this base of uh, mm. acceptance, base of you know, um, being a part of. Mm-hmm. So I need a car, I need a, I need a house, I need whatever in order to be like everybody else, to be accepted. And it seems strange, Corinne, because mm-hmm. some of that then would say we're probably comparing ourselves or feeling entitled based on people that we don't even know. Yeah. I was going to say when John was talking, he talked about comparison is really like a, can steal a lot of contentment from us, right? Because if we, if we didn't have other people to compare to, um, we wouldn't know any different, right? Mm-hmm. And we would just be, we'd just be happy, mm-hmm. <laughs> more content. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's hard not to compare yourself to other people. That's a great point. And if oftentimes we have this idea, sometimes we don't, we don't clearly think it, but I'd be happy if, or mm-hmm. I'll be happy when, mm-hmm. usually informs our sense of self in the moment. And so... Uh, it's pretty typical that something related to money or possession or relationship is in that space. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy when I have a significant other. Then I'll feel complete. That's putting a lot of pressure on that other person then, right? It's a lot. So then when that person doesn't meet that sense of entitlement or expectation, we're frustrated with them. Most most definitely. And they had nothing to do with it. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we mentioned this in the last episode. It has a lot to do with insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. When we feel frustrated, it's maybe coming from a place where we don't feel good enough. Or in this case with money, you know, maybe you had ideas about what you thought you were going to have at a certain point in your life. And you're feeling frustrated because maybe you didn't meet your own expectations. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You used the word contentment, too. And so I think... You know, with both with both sex and money, contentment, you know, is such a core piece. You know, Adam and Eve, let's go back to the garden. You brought that up, John. They were they were satisfied. They were content with God in the beginning and, and relationship with him and everything that he had provided. But then when the enemy, when Satan, the serpent began to whisper that there might be more. He created, he created a question of, of contentment and raised discontent, which then led to frustration um, with God, but then with one another and with what there was, and yet, you know, it's just led us to this mess. That's right. That was relational breakdown mm. right there at that place. So these things um, really reflect greater truths, right, in terms of, you know, when God says, I, I, I own a, the cattle on a thousand hills, right? Mm. When he, in Ephesians 1, he talks about the eternal 
blessings established for us in Christ. What does that mean in terms of my needs? Mm. When he talks about, you know, don't, don't worry about what you're going to wear because look at the field and the flowers. They, I, I've clothed them well, right? Mm-hmm. I feed the birds. So you don't have to fret about all that stuff. I've got you covered, right? Be faithful with what I give you. But, but somebody's going to push back. So, yes, I would agree with you with money, you know, that I've always, I mean, trusting God, you know, he's always provided. But I know that there's somebody that's what, uh, listening today who's going to push back and say, yeah, but that's very different than dealing with sex, mm. sexual frustration. So, yeah, I can trust that God's going to, you know, there's lots of agencies that I can go to for f- food or help with this, with money, you know. So, yeah, I can I can get with you, John, on the money thing, but with the with my frustration with sex and the physical intimacy, um, how does God meet that? And how do I begin to deal with sexual frustration when maybe somebody that's watching is, or listening is single? Or, you know, um, you know I, I remember a time I'll share personally uh, in, in our marriage, Maureen and I, there was a time where she was really sick. And... And it was it was hard because you know there was there were expectations or feelings that I had, and you know being a young married couple, I didn't know what to do with that. And it's not like there was anybody necessarily that I felt like I had around me to have that conversation with. And so thank thank goodness we had enough wherewithal to to have the conversation together, and we had enough background, and you know we did have some people around that were able to then help with that. But there was expectations that we had to talk through that, that weren't easy. You know, they were difficult, mm-hmm. but, but we had, but some will be saying, well, I don't even know, what do I do with my frustration when, is God really going to meet it? I don't know. I'm raising a lot of questions here. <laughs> and the and relevant ones, those are real. And if someone was honest, they would express the same thing. That, that it's the it's similar to that physical hunger. Mm. You know, it's um it's it's a part of um part of life where we have physical sensations that are not just compelling, mm. but they are calling us into something else, right? Mm. A need. And so the um place of self control in, in, in sex or physical appetite is, is really important and needs to be learned. Hmm. I, think the, I think the first place I would go, though, in this conversation is, w- what does it reflect in terms of your need? Typically, we place it just at that carnal place. I have, I have um, I'm sexually frustrated. I need, I need some type of expression so that I'm not frustrated anymore. Mm-hmm. And we see it only in the physical realm, as in it's lunchtime, I'm really hungry. If I don't get a, a sandwich, then you're going to hear about it because, you know, I am hungry. Yep. And this is the time to pause and consider what am I believing about God, myself, 
in the function of my physical appetite, my sexual appetite, mm-hmm. or my desire to spend money. Mm-hmm. This expression of core self. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. That pause. Like, what, what does this mean? What am I believing? So there's something deeper be, beyond the, the craving or the, the need for physical expression. Let's just use in sexuality. There, you're saying that there is something deeper there. There's a deeper need than just the physical expression or physical reality that we can get to. Yes, because it's directly related to a greater truth of God's intimate love and care for us. So when we have healthy sexual relationship um, at the human level, it's enjoyable. It brings us joy. It brings us a sense of peace. It, it bonds us closer together. And it, it promotes this uh, move toward oneness, a sense of oneness. Now, as, as people, we fall short in terms of achieving the perfection of that. Mm-hmm. But all those qualities are what God is inviting us into our relationship with him. Mm-hmm. To know and be known. The ultimate intimate love with God the Father. And so all things point to that, that vertical, all these prime need, primary needs that we feel compelled to have fulfilled here on earth. Mm-hmm. Now, there are other functions associated with sexuality and money and even our, our appetite for mm-hmm. food. Yep. Things to help the form and function of life go well here. In sexuality, you know, there, there's value to having a healthy relationship through having a healthy sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, there are healthy rhythms that God creates for us and, and encourages us to participate in, but it's to help us understand the greater truth of just his love and care for us. And so when we feel frustration at that level, it's just a good time to stop and consider, like, what do I need and why? What's lacking at this point in time? Mm-hmm. Is, am I lacking intimate, an intimate walk with God? Is it that just I have a real desire for my, for my wife, for my significant other, and for some reason there's a barrier? Yeah. And then what do I do at that point, right? Who's going to satisfy me at that mm-hmm. point in time? Mm-hmm. And God wants to be the one who satisfies us in all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and, and I, you know, I'll just share it a little more personally. I think that's so good because one of the things that, um, again, back when, when Maureen and I were young, newly, newlyweds, and we were experiencing this, um, there, what I realized was that there was two things going on. There was a core need for closeness, um, that because of her not feeling well, her not being well, I was having to step it up. And so, um, you know, with the kids and with a lot of things, I was, there was just not the same amount of time together. 
So, so there was just a reality of, of realizing that, but then there was also some, some of my own self-centeredness that I had to, I had to kind of be aware of. And I was thinking more of me, my, my need, my hunger, than I was for where she was at. And when I was able to stop long enough, hit the pause, to, to then, you know, allow God to speak and realize, recognize, help me recognize it. It was, it was like this moment of humility, use that word Corinne and saying, whoa, like this is selfish. Like, and all of a sudden, you know, God was able to bring some healing and bring, I'll use the word relief, you know, in him and through an understanding of his, in, his care and his compassion. That's a great example. So last, last uh, time we talked about frustration, this idea of how can I care for you allows for a perspective of empathy. Mm. And so if I want to demonstrate um, unconditional love and acceptance of you, then I need to be aware of your needs and, and be able to step in and, kind of, and care for you at that place, right? to understand you, to see you, to care for you, that place. So hopefully sexuality can be a very um, unselfish expression mm-hmm. of unconditional love and acceptance of another. I'm here for you. I want you to rest in my arms. I want you to know this intimate love of God mm-hmm. that's, that he invites us into. Mm-hmm. Likewise, I think with when we think of money, it's a similar fashion, right? right. Yeah. It's not to hoard, but it's to how can these are resources, how can I care for you with my resources? In an intimate relationship with in a marriage, it's it's how can we then steward this well? Mm-hmm. So that takes a lot of sacrifice because yeah. We have to share. <laughs> we have to share deeply held thoughts and feelings about it. You said something, Corinne. You've been listening intently, so you may <laughs> need to help me here. Ultimately, it seems, John. You said something to the effect of the you were ref- referencing the vertical and the horizontal. In the vertical, it it all po- should point to our vertical relationship. But when it's coming from the world, it's going to be all about the horizontal relationships. And so what I love in what you said there is that it it comes back, Corinne, to really establishing, connecting that deeper relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And when we really allow Holy Spirit to be counselor, guide, we're going to, he's going to point us to that vertical need first, which then the, the other sex, money, those are really things then that become not in service to us, but we utilize them, we connect with them, we engage in, in, in order to deepen our vertical relationship. Being aware of these needs and the frustration allows us to pray more fully and better equipped for what we actually need. Hmm. 
So when John was talking about recognizing the needs of others and stopping and recognizing the needs in ourself, it allows us to, instead of like reacting, like I said, we can respond in prayer more appropriately about what we actually need from God. Hmm. And then we experience him meeting our need at a much deeper level. You know, think of the fasting. It's an intentional deprivation. Mm -hmm. Food, something that sustains us, something we need. And it really helps us re, well, understand it, understand food in a different way. That it's from God. Mm -hmm. It it helps us be reflective. It takes us back to the vertical of us being needy children. And there are some things that are just out of our control, like our physical appetite is out of our control, really, in many ways. Right, yeah. But our sexual appetite isn't something that we can just turn on and off. Right. And so it feels out of our control. Mm -hmm. And to be able to submit ourselves to God as a holy sacrifice and to consider how do you want to use this vessel to glorify you in this context? Mm -hmm. And there are times where there is this really felt place of gap. Yeah, big time. Yep. Where I've got all this energy, I've got all this need, I've got all this desire to, and it's not met. Yeah. And that really takes us back to then this place of the core, right? Mm-hmm. I, what are we afraid of? I'm afraid that God's not going to provide for me. Right. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking that the frustration that leads, in a sense, does not lead to trust. Trusting God, you know, that he's, he is actually provider, sustainer. You know, some of these core truths that we believe about God. But if, if, we, if we don't come back to those, then we're going to, the struggle is going to be just continued and great. Lover of my soul. Soul. Mm. You know, because hey, if I'm not in an intimate relationship, I don't, if I don't have that sexual connection with someone, maybe I'm not lovable, mm. right? Right. Man, it brings up fear. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to be alone the rest of my life. Mm. It really stirs up a lot of fear. Mm. So we end up with a lot of uh, faux experiences, things we kind of connect to that approximate. Cotton candy approximates some type of food product. <laughs> but it's not satisfying. No. It can be colorful. It can be sweet. I watched a couple old guys uh, at the uh, Hershey Bears hockey game the other night. On, on, on Saturday night, we were there. Uh, they each had two of those things. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I've never seen grown men. Um, and if any of you like cotton candy, I, this, is not, this is not a punch thrown. I couldn't believe it. They One in, in the first period and one in the third period. I'm like, that is not a food group, guys. <laughs> like, come on. And there, maybe they were dealing with some frustrations. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, this is good. This is really good conversation. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Pastor and the Counselor. I want to encourage you to reach out to In Him Christian Wellness if you need to talk or if you know someone else that may be in crisis or could use a counselor, their website, inhimchristianwellness.org. You'll also find uh, the link in the pastor and counselor description. Take care until next time.